VIP, Scott Hall, Chico, Razor Ramon. Hey yo, it's Hand Dog. The ladies, they love me. Say goodnight to the bad guy. R.I.P. The ladies, they love me. Say goodnight to the bad guy. R.I.P. Podcast Season Tray, Episode 14. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, that was aggressive. What the fuck? That was that was a lot. I'm I'm super excited, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Black Zeus, the podcast, season three, episode fourteen. I'm Zeus, and we got Lou back in the stew. Hello. Yeah, that's you. Thank you for fucking watching. We are here every Wednesday as usual on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes. Please hit that subscribe, like, leave a comment, share it with your friends. We're going to have a good time because we always have a good time, baby. I am AKA Black Zeus. That is It's Lou slash 27 Collective, bitch. You see how professional that shit was? Pretty good. Fuck you, bro. I learned. I went on a boss's podcast. I'm like, oh, this nigga is professional. I saw that. It was good. <laughs> um, Wait a second. Wait a second. As tradition... I must do a Simpsons reference. Now, damn, I had one earlier. Ah! Now give it back. Give what back? Trillion dollar bill? Damn it, that was too easy, man. That was way too easy. I'm, I had a better one. That was way too easy. Do you have one? Give me a second. See? See? Son of a bitch. Not so easy. All right. Uh, according to the machine, the special ingredient is. Oh, I have to fill in the blank. According to the machine. Oh, 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 I know. It's the cough syrup. It's the Flaming Mo episode. Was it cough syrup? I think, I think you're right. Oh, actually, no, because no, no, no. Because Homer admits. Yeah, uh, that it's cough syrup from the Raptors. It's your plain, regular old cough syrup. <laughs> no, um, they're trying to figure out the recipe for something. Yes, it's when they it's the, either the cough they syrup steal it. The, the guy buys one and then it goes into a briefcase. He buys a flaming mo and then he siphons it into a briefcase, takes it back to a lab. Mm -hmm. The lab tests it and then Doctor Frank says the secret ingredient is love. That's it. Uh, who's been screwing with? Who's this been thing? screwing with the yeah the Frankenator or whatever the hell? See, I got it. I think you got it. I, I, I need I need to double check that. I don't know if that's. I got you could check it, baby. You could check. I'll do the intro to this show, baby. Okay. Yeah, baby. First of all, how you doing, Lou? I'm doing good. Long time no see. Did you just abandon us. Yeah. You son of a bitch. You just helped me build the studio, and then you're like, bye. Yeah, a big spotlight shined in the sky. And what you know. trying to Will Smith me, you son of a bitch? You trying to slap me across my face? Depends what you say about my bald wife. <laughs> She's not bald. No. You're not going to get me with that rope of dope. It. It'll never happen. Now, she here's a question. She's more hair than you. You attracted to your bald wife? Yes. Good answer. 
Good fucking and answer. And my haired wife as well. Good answer. You're just attracted to your wife. All of my wife. All of your wife. Good answer, man. You're not sleeping on the couch tonight. Man, my shoulder is fucked. I'm an old man, Lou. No, I, you're uh, not. Every time I say that, it just angers you, doesn't <laughs> it? It just angers you. How old are you? You could be older. You're 40? You're not 40 yet. Almost. Right, right on the edge. Do you feel old? 39 this year. Do you feel old? Y- yes. No, you're not. Uh, no, uh, you're not. Could be, uh, could be older. Let me fucking shit on your parade. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I miss you, man. Good having you back in the studio. In the stew. It's Lou and it's Lou and the stew. Yeah. You need some, some sort of graphic. Can we get a graphic from Lou you? And the stew? Lou and the <laughs> it's, it. it's Lou and the stew. You think we shrunk shrunk me down, or is it just a really big stew? I can't answer that one. Are you so, shrunken down or are you a big stew? It's only one way to find out. Call up your wife. Let's get the answer right now. Okay, why are you old? Oh, I fucked up my shoulder. I'm just an old man. I just moved. I was at work, and then I, I'm also I'm an idiot. You know, I was holding boxes, and then I was reaching for more boxes with my other hand. But I had a fucking like I was like strapped up with boxes on my on my left, and then I just there's another set of boxes that I went to grab on a second shelf, and I just hyperextended. Shouldn't have done that. Pulled my right shoulder, obviously, because I was like, ah, I'm not supposed to go that far. It's like when Homer is like, Homer, are you still holding on to the cans? <laughs> You're not built for this kind of work. He's just supposed to let go of the shit. Yeah. By the way, take this from an old man, me. Um, <laughs> You're so mad. If you're going to hold stuff or reach for stuff, don't have stuff in your other hand because you will fuck yourself up. So, um, so I fucked my right shoulder up. And then the next day, obviously, what, what happens? It's actually my other side that is fucked up. Because I like I reached this way, but I pulled, I pulled my muscle in my neck. You overcompensate down to my fucking now. down to my shoulder blade, bro. I was not able to like at one point I had to just stop working for like five minutes because I couldn't move my left shoulder. And then um, over the last three days, it's gotten a little better. I took meds, which I never do. I never take pharmaceuticals. It hurt that much, and uh, inflammation went down. And you know, took a bunch of fucking weed and CBD. That helps. And now, look, I can mostly move my neck. Stop doing that. Mostly. I should, yeah, I shouldn't strain my neck when I don't need to. You're going to do it again. But, I, you know, it's not like I got a girl. I'm not eating any pussy right now, so I don't need, like, that full neck movement right now. <laughs> Did I get you down? <laughs> How much neck you putting into eating box, baby? You you swishing you swishing side yeah, to side yeah, no. up and down you getting that chin in there I'm sorry I'm <laughs> it is an art form you've been back in the studio for fucking five seconds I'm already getting way too ridiculous um, what the fuck have you been up to it's been a minute since you've been here oh, a little little bit of everything just- don't give me the fucking dad answer you son of a bitch what's the most exciting thing not family related you've done since I've seen you last not family related. not family related I went like I went to a concert with my wife is that family related no we- no like you know what I mean when I say that like fucking changing diapers and fucking yeah we finally we went out to see a show for the first time in two years so. you told me the band I forget went to see Saint Saint Paul the broken bones. Play, play at the uh, exhibition in So you described St. Paul as, uh, wait, 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 wait. Oh, it's a, that's fuck. You said he was like this guy mm-hmm. if he was a fat white guy. Yep. 
but uh, Otis Redding is the, the voice of Otis Redding in the body of the uh, lead singer of the Bare Naked Ladies. Oh, I actually do get that reference. Yeah, it's all in love. Ooh, ooh, ooh. And I mean, and That's could, bare naked ladies, right? And he, and he could sing too, but this guy can sing even better. No, this guy can sing. This guy can sing. Because if you're saying Otis Redding, He's, what the fuck are bare, bare naked ladies compared to Otis no, Redding? No, they they, co- they cover Otis Redding like very well. So he's got that. Oh, it's a cover band. No, no, but they do they do do an Otis Redding song, you know, for the second encore sometimes. Because enough and, people have said, "You sound like come. Otis Redding." He's yeah. like, "Son of a." He was good though. <laughs> like his idol is actually like BB King or some shit. Yeah, he he he's got a lot of like hip hop uh, influence as well too. He, he's, really? He's usually kind of uh, soulful and like taking people to church kind of singing. But he came out wearing like sneakers and 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 a hat and his jacket, like really dressed down, but also just sings like a motherfucker. Casual guy who just belches. I, who just crushes? Yeah, it was. It, that sounds like someone you'd be into. Yeah. Casual guy who's just really good. Yeah, really, <laughs> intensely good. Yeah. All right, I'll check him out. Fuck, if you're saying I love Otis Redding, so it's like they if, do not if Otis Redding is dead, it's not like he's making new music. So, so that was nice, but yeah, and everyone kind of didn't know how to concert anymore. So it was. I was just gonna ask you. I was everyone just gonna. Was uh, out, so yeah, everyone was out of practice. Based on pre-pandemic, mm. how was the concert? Based on pre-pandemic, like um, expectations or you know concert going experiences. It would it, like how does it rank to an average concert going? Yeah, place? before the pandemic though, if you can. It was good. It was a weird venue. It was a theater that should have been, it should have been like a small club, but it was at a kind of weird big theater that didn't really sell out. So. Oh, so there was some space. Lots That's of space. Not necessarily a bad thing. It wasn't a bad thing, but then by the time they were on, it was full up. So like. Yeah, oh it, okay. It, it wasn't that bad. It, it, Wait a second. So you're just describing a concert? No one fucking <laughs> showed. What the fuck was that? By the time the main act was on, you know it what? was full. Yeah, no shit. No one's coming for the opening acts. This is true. Nobody came. Maybe that was what was different. Nobody came for the You just really needed a concert. Yeah. Plus, it's a good excuse to get out of the house. Yeah, we had actually... (laughs) Yo, you're like, yo, you've just been cooped up with the kids. You and your wife, you're like, you know, they said the doors open at 2, but the main act doesn't start until 10, but I think we're going to be there for... (laughs) We we saw every fucking second we could. Absolutely. (laughs) You, like, camped out. Why the fuck you got to shake the camera, you son of a bitch? I did nothing. I'm going to specifically cut to that camera during that so we can see the shake. All right. All right. All right. I'm glad that you went to a concert, man. Now, post-pandemic, was it a good concert for, like, having been cooped up? Yeah, no, it was good. It was, it was good. a good experience? Uh, the lead singer, uh, I think the whole band has, yeah. has COVID now. Oh, seriously? <laughs> like, they got, like, two days after the show. Which means they had it at the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're good. We checked. We're fine. But yeah, no. What, did you do the rapid they, test? Huh? Did you do the rapid test? We we checked. We're we're fine. No nobody. Sounds we like knew. you didn't really check. No, we didn't really check. Uh, but but <laughs> nobody we knew like yeah no. But a few days later, they're they're not on tour right now. So I hope oh they, no way. Uh, yeah. I hope what they, was the next stop? I'm not sure. Probably yeah, I guess some, you don't. Somewhere really care. in Canada, probably Montreal or yeah. Was it um Ottawa? Ottawa, Ottawa. You know who's performing in Ottawa? Jaden Smith. Nice. I randomly saw that today. I don't know why. I don't really care. Actually, he said, sorry, Ottawa. I will not be performing. I will be in Montreal, though. I think it's timed when his dad, like, he was supposed to be in Ottawa last night, which is when his dad, Will Smith, slapped the shit out of Chris Rock. Yeah, that happened. Slapped the shit out of. Okay. I don't want to give this the time of day. But I will give it a minute of the day. Okay. Because, first of all, real or fake? 
Do you think that if you're not, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, just type in Will Smith slaps Chris Rock on YouTube. You'll find it. I think, I think, yeah, everybody, everybody saw this. Everybody song. saw it. And that's, uh, I mean, you want to know my, my general take watching it immediately. The fake, the, the fake look slapped, uh, the slap looked like tele telegraphed. Yes. But Who also, the fuck puts their arms behind their back and leans forward to an aggressive male that's well, charging at them? I talked about the B. I think he was expecting something. I think when it came to the actual, this is just in my mind what happened. In the actual moment, he, Rock knew that he was going to do something and thought it was probably going to be something like comical. Something yeah. like Oh, uh, you know, like, you know, eh, you fucking rascal or go and give him a, a fucking fake one, two or something. And it was at that last moment when Will realized he didn't want to full force slap him and he didn't. He shot, he slapped him. He opened, short. Yeah, he, yeah. And he did the weird down He did a, slap. like a, he did, he's he, kind of open palm. He's been trained how to, how to movie slap. That was like a, hmm. He did like a weird robot. He like slap. pushed his head. And, and Rock knew that something was going to happen. He was prepared to either get, you know, fake. He's coming up to him. He looks intense. He's probably like, okay. He's gonna do a fake swing. At yeah. Him. And so there was like a little bit of contact. I think if if Will Smith hit him full force, Rock would have been flattened on the ground. One hundred percent. This man just finished filming I Am Legend two. Yeah, and he's like 50, 60 pounds bigger than him. Yeah. And a, a, you know, Chris Rock is a dainty comedian. Now, here's so, the, like but he was angry. He was angry. Will? Yeah. Yeah. yeah visibly, angry. he was angry. So. You know, well, that was real. It that was confirmed that the joke was written by one of the writers for yeah. the show. I'm, like, Chris Rock didn't write that joke. It wasn't even um, a good joke. The, the, the it joke was pretty did, shit. The joke didn't matter. It was, like, it was pretty shit. It was, it was a throwaway joke. I think there's another discussion if the joke mattered at all. Or what, what is being a... Well, she has alopecia or something. She, had a, she has a condition mm -hmm. or... Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I'm I was actually starting to look into it. It's like hereditary. So I don't think it's actually a disease. It's like a, it's, a it's it's like a female version of male pattern baldness. It's what you call a medical condition. Correct, correct. And in but my, apparently it's like some type of female version of like pattern I mean, baldness. There are layers to this, and I'm not going to get into the uh, normalizing violence and the. Uh, There's also layers to a wig. Boom. <laughs> oh, okay. But my, uh, <laughs> let me just say at the bottom layer, I think she went in there um, showing off. Her look, yeah, one hundred percent. She oh, she was owning that shit. And I think if you're smart, you're, you're Will Smith and, and Jada before the show, and he's gonna say, you know, Chris is probably going to. You're giving this too I, much credibility, man. I, I, you're still making it sound like it's more on the real side, which I, I sound, firmly believe it's I, not. I, I just think if you go in there, you you know what's going to happen. So a reaction like that was just crazy. They but. knew they were gonna get a reaction. Like the writers knew that that was gonna get a reaction. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't that, think that, that 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 slap was definitely not rehearsed. I don't think that was rehearsed. Um, but like, you know what it reminded me of, es especially given that he won, um, actor of the year or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. He won male actor of the year that same night, like 20 minutes later, he's accepting the award for best actor. So awkward. Um, really funny. Um, but it reminded me of Andy Kaufman. I knew you were going to say that. Of yeah. course, because this man is like the big, my like one of my fucking five pillars, man. It was, it was a slap, though. It was it was almost the exact. It same. wasn't just a slap. So let me like fill in a bit. Uh, back in the day, Andy Kaufman, comedian, was um, 
feuding with a wrestler when wrestling was huge, uh, Jerry Lawler. They had a feud. They had a match. Uh, Jerry Lawler gave Andy Kaufman, a comedian, a pile driver, and Kaufman was so good at selling this. Um, he pretended like his neck was broken. He paid for an ambulance to take him to the hospital. He stayed in the hospital for like uh, 24, 48 hours or whatever, came out with a neck cast, and then like they kept the feud going. Now, most of America thought this was real. Uh, they obviously were like the only people that knew it wasn't. They do an interview on David Letterman, which is like the biggest talk show at the time, other than um, Johnny Carson, I guess. That would be the biggest. But they do a Letterman interview, and in the interview... They don't even tell Letterman that that this is fake. They go all in. They're they're yelling at each other, whatever. Then finally, Jerry Lawler slaps the shit out of slaps the taste out of like it, yeah. yo what <laughs> like look up Andy Kaufman Jerry Lawler slap slaps the dog shit out of Kaufman and then Kaufman like throws a coffee in his face. He says fuck you to Jerry Lawler on TV. So like it's very similar. To how Will Smith also said, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth. I don't know, man. It seems very... Apparently last year, the Oscars had the lowest ratings in in its entire history. And now everybody's talking about the Oscars. Correct. And again, I don't think they plotted for violence. I don't think they plotted... Like, that was not part of the plan. But they definitely knew that they were going to get a reaction out of Will. And probably thought that Chris and Will have a better relationship to that. It, it's, a, it's a strong point. I think it, it comes down to, so in this situation, though, was Will Smith Andy Kaufman? Because yeah. <laughs> at the end of it. No, he'd be Jerry Lawler. Okay. so but then Because Jerry's the one that, sla- that slapped Kaufman. That's it. But and Chris Rock is a comedian anyway, so he would be Kaufman. But the, the, in that way, they were both in on the bit, though. Correct. They did both call each other up before the Letterman interview. And so here, obviously, Chris Rock is not in on the fact that he's about to get slapped. No. But he knows that he's telling that joke. It's on the teleprompter. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Will knew he was going to go up and slap him either. Because it just all seemed not prepared for. I think that, you know, they were probably expecting anything. But I don't know, man. It seems like a... a they were expecting anything but physical violence. It seems like a social experiment gone right for... Uh, for the Oscars. For the media, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and actually, you know that, that like... Because the writers wrote it and the, like they clearly knew that there was going to be some sort of reaction, you could tell. The, the only thing the Oscars said, they put out a statement officially saying we don't condone violence. That's it. Okay. Chris Rock's not present charges. The Oscars isn't doing anything to retaliate. Will Smith still got his moment of getting best actor. That movie was great, by the way. King Richard. Didn't see it. That movie was fucking rock solid. I'll probably watch rock it. Rock solid. Um, so shout outs to him. That's enough of that. Cause yeah, he deserved the Oscar. Sure, I don't really fucking care. Okay. Give it to any. Sure, give it to Will. Okay, sure, why not? Whatever. Yeah, I didn't see the other movies. No, I don't mean like, like that. I, I don't mean in light of what it was a great movie. performance, but like, yeah. it's the Academy's movies like all yeah. old crusty white dudes that are like, this is the best performance. It's like how people are off the Grammys now. People have been off the Oscars forever. It's like people know that it doesn't really fucking matter anymore. I'm in it for the roast, so I mean, I, yes. I got what I wanted. Out Hopefully, of Ricky Gervais is doing something, hosting something next year, because because uh, he'll obviously bring up this. Yeah, we no, we were talking about that, like 
love or hate Ricky Gervais, he fucking crushed it. What was it at the Emmys? That no, it was oh, the Golden Globes. The Go- the Golden he Globes. did it like three times. Fucking love he it. did it two years back to back or three years back to back. And every year, like people were complaining, like, don't bring this guy back because no, he would just roast. That was some, sh- of my, some of my favorite shit was that. The Weinstein jokes. Like he was getting, he's like, oh, please, you're all friends with him. Exactly. He's like, yo, <laughs> the fu- it's, it's really good. It's funny because I'm not, I like his stand up, but I don't like his shows. No, like he rubs he rubs me the wrong way, but he cru- there is no. Denying. I don't like his he, shows. He crushed it. Uh, his at- podcast was really good though. Yeah. If you ever watched the animated like uh, Carl Pilkington and all yeah. that stuff, that was fun. That was, it's like fucking two thousand something. That was, that was, that was early, ten years ago. He was an early early pioneer podcaster. That was like sure. right when I was about to start comedy. I started watching that podcast. Um, what else? What else happened? A bunch of shit happened. I didn't even when a boss was on. I didn't even mention. I did uh ten shows in one weekend. And that that might be my record. That might be my record. I never even got into it, but that's like two weeks ago, so I don't even... How does that break down 10 shows in one week? Uh, from Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Well, to be fair, I'm. it starts Thursday. That's not, you fucking... It's all falling apart. But bro, well, okay, so, okay, fine. <laughs> okay, I'll fine. say it like this. You can put Thursday in this weekend. Because I'll, I'll put... No, no, no. I'll, I'll give this to you. I'll give this to you, because you are technically right. How many shows? Are it there? was... Eight shows on the weekend, but ten shows counting it's the. Still pretty good. Uh, and to be honest, it's actually ten shows counting the Monday. Fuck you. Uh, it's two shows on the Thursday and then one show on the Monday, and then the rest of it was on the weekend. But still, bro, it was Thursday to Monday, and I did ten shows consecutively. That's a long weekend. Were they all downtown? Uh, they yeah, like uh, mostly. Actually, they were all over the place. Um, the corner, obviously, I love the corner. The comedy lab, uh, I did a um, uh, bougie be bougie. She does a show at a place called the basement. Mm-hmm. Beautiful, beautiful fucking venue. Like, good for her for having that spot because that is a, a gem, and she should never give that spot up. Um, and then I also did backroom comedy club. Shout outs and salutes to backroom comedy club. Ariel Kagan and uh, Brandon Sobel running that. There's a bunch of new independent clubs starting up. And um, it's coming back. Oh, baby. I actually have a show at the Backroom Comedy Club. So if you're listening to this, you've heard me, you've heard me mention this a couple times. But every Saturday at midnight in Toronto at the Backroom Comedy Club. At midnight, baby, we're doing a show. Me and Paul Thompson, uh, who's like a brother to me in comedy. We started a show called Midnight Mass. We didn't know how it would start, you know, like you do you're running a midnight show it's going to take a while to build up the first show had like 20 people last week uh last saturday show had a little less but still and everybody stayed from midnight till uh, bar close so we were there till like 2 2 30 in the morning and um the way we plotted the show it's obviously called midnight mass it's themed around like me and paul both like believe in god not like like re- like strictly like religiously but like we have that belief you know what i mean not like catholic i'm not into a cult um <laughs> i had to like look at you in the eyes and let you know <laughs> watching uh, but um but because of that we just started like fuck it we're doing a midnight show we're gonna call it midnight mass it makes sense and we've paul didn't think this was gonna work but i fucking knew bro i knew from the beginning i'm like we have to a do a confession every week and then any comic that performs also has to give a confession. And he wasn't sure that it was going to work out. But man, from that first show, it was like one 
30 in the morning and we're still and everybody's still hype we made every comic tell like a confession that was like personal to them like not not necessarily just a joke although you can tell a joke if you have a confession style joke but like me and paul just got deep we started fucking and the reactions you could just tell the reactions from the crowd and from the comics there was just like a tangible fucking feeling that we were creating something or are creating something special. And like it, and it continued on to the second week. We had new confessions, me and Paul each, but then the comics also like at this point kind of understand the, the theme of the show a little better. Mm-hmm. And the crowd was, man, like it's good to mix it up a little bit. We're going to get some really, we have some really good promo footage. We're going to cut together a really good promo. And it's just so funny, man. Like, it's like a cathartic experience, both for the audience and obviously for the comics who are confessing some shit. But I'm really, I'm really proud of what we started, man. I'm really, I don't know how I'm going to get you and B out to this show. It's going to have to happen. We'll find a way. You're going to have to take naps. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, the kids will be asleep, so that won't be a problem. You're going to come out for a late night. You can send some, I'll obviously get you guys back. You can send a representative. I can get you guys back, but it won't be till like fucking, I've been getting home at like, when the first night I got home at four, the last week I got home at like three, three thirty, somewhere around there. So if you guys, again, you got to figure that one out. We'll but figure it out. You'll figure it out. Um, I also went to the Raptors game. This yeah, I saw that, buddy. What the <laughs> fuck? I, first of all, shout outs to Serendipity. You know what I'm saying? What's up, God? Um, three days before I go to this Raptors game, three days. I'm having a conversation with uh, a close friend of mine. And we're watching a game. I'm like, dude, like, I can't believe I haven't gotten to a game this season. Um, I have to get to a game. There's only like four games left in the regular season. I go and do a comedy show at Comedy Kapow in Toronto this past Friday. And um, a comic I haven't seen since the pandemic started. Like uh, like two years, I haven't seen him. Andy Fruman. Shout out to Andy Fruman. Well, love you, bro. You're the best. This dude walks up to me randomly. It's like, you want to go to the Raptors game tomorrow? Mm. I'm like, what the... Bleh? Yeah. It's the, against the Pacers. So, meh. Not really like the greatest game, but there's only... Uh, beggars can't be choosers, baby. I got a free ticket handed to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been to the games with Andy before. We always enjoy it. He's got He's got amazing season tickets. Like, you see the whole fucking court. It's like... It's like the perfect angle if you're looking at a chessboard and you can see like all the moves. Nice. So you can see every play, get interactive, all that shit. Uh, the cameraman always comes to that corner. So like there's always a chance to get on, on the Jumbotron and shit. We're smoking them. We're up 30. And it's like a couple minutes before halftime. And uh, I look down because I'm like the first row in the, in the upper bowl. Okay. So um, I look down, and these firefighters, like, show up, and they clear out, like, a whole two, two sections. Like, a whole two sections. I'm like, what the fuck? And then I look up in the ceiling of the Scotiabank Arena, and there's firefighters walking across the scaffolding. And then I also, like, I'm also noticing, like, there's smoke. <laughs> like, it's hazy. But only up top is, like, hazy in the top of the arena. Wow. But to me, I thought like they do pyrotechnics at the beginning of every game, right? They do like the fireworks and not fireworks, but they like have fire and pyro and all this shit. So I, I thought it was just like leftover smoke from that that didn't dissipate. And then I go to buy, a, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go 
couple minutes before halftime. I think it was five minutes. I'm going to beat the rush. I'm going to go get us some beers and, and some food. Big mistake. Yep. If I had just waited one more minute, uh, I go, I buy the beers, and I see like all the employees are starting to like lock shit up and stuff, but nobody's saying anything. And then I see employees like walking up to other employees and like doing a little the hand to hand to the ear, like whisper. And uh, so then I go and buy my food. I got my beers, no problem. So then I go over to the food uh, stand. I pay. And then I hear this fucking lady saying, don't serve any more food. Uh, they're evacuating the building. I'm like, what? I'm like, this, first of all, am I going to get my food? Because she just took my money. She's like, don't worry. Oh, you'll get give you, you your order yet. You'll get, yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh. so I'm waiting there for like a minute and a half wondering if they're just going to bounce on me. I just paid like $80 for a hot dog. It's at a fucking arena. I don't have, like, it's too much. And then, so she actually gave me my hot dog. It was trash. At least you got it. At least I got it. And then, um, and then I get back to the, before I get back to my seats, I ask one of the security guys, I'm like, are they evacuating the building? He's like, they haven't announced it yet, but yeah, they're just going to shut it, shut it down. I'm like, what the, f my one game, bro. My one game, bro. That's weird, man. Get that, back to the that seat. never happens. Announcement comes out. Ladies and gentlemen, the fire marshal has called for a suspension of the game. And obviously they're trying to make sure everybody knows there's no threat to public safety. So yeah, I got half of a Raptors game in. I got in the arena. I felt the atmosphere. I did part of a wave. I got a fucking jumbo hot dog. And then they said, get out. We won. They played the rest of the game. It turns out there was a speaker fire. One of the speakers caught on fire. And, um, Did they yeah. finish the game that night? Yeah. They, just, they suspended the game. They didn't know if they were going to postpone it or what. We were up 30, so it was like... To take that away doesn't even make sense. We're, and we were at halftime. So they just had to wait a couple hours and then they, they just waited it out and then finished off the game and then yeah. we won like almost 150. It was, like, it was it was buck wild. But shout out to Andy. Dude said he would get me to a playoff game and I almost don't want to go. Are they gonna make it this year? Uh right now we're in sixth. So we're in the playoffs, but like we're battling for six and seven. So if we get seventh, then we're in the playing tournament. Either way, I'm gonna get to go to another game. It's just I'm superstitious about this shit. I don't know why, but it's just about sports. You're gonna do it. You're gonna blow it again. That's what. You're gonna well, we won. We did win. Did. So I'm not worried about that. It's just will I get will I get to watch the game? I turned down like shows for this. I should have just went and done the shows. Nah, I like no, the I like a, the experience. That was a weird one in a lifetime experience to see the, some shit catch fire. Dude, has season tickets. He said that's never happened. Nice. He, he's gone to like every I've fucking. Never, I've never seen that happen in a game before. Fi speaker fire and there was like videos on six buzz like you could see the speaker actually was on fire no, i've seen that in hockey or baseball or anything or yeah a speaker catch fire i turned down shows though man i'm not supposed to be doing that i'm like no. i'm a comic you know how many years i've been doing comedy 10 years no bitch 11 years. 11 years this month you know i'm tell me i'm an old man you're an old man. That's right, motherfucker. No, wait, you're I'm not. I'm 11 years old in comedy. That's pretty old. Dude, I I was starting to think to not count the last, like, one of the one of the years. Because one of the years during the pandemic when everything shut down, there was still a bunch of underground shows and all this shit. I still was active enough to feel like I was, you know, active. Uh, but then there was, like, a six-month period where, like, everything shut down. Nobody was open. No secret shows. No nothing. 
I'm like, do I count this year? I'm like, technically, I'm, I'm a, I started 11 years ago. So I don't know how I don't count that year. But um, yeah, man, 11 fucking years, dude. And I actually had a beautiful breakdown. I, I was thinking about this earlier. Let me let me get this out. Because um, I, I was just reflecting on it earlier today. And this is exactly how it kind of breaks down. So I've been doing comedy for 11 years. Uh, it took me three and a half years to feel funny on stage. It took me nine years to feel fully myself on stage. It took me 10 years to go from thought to stage ready joke without writing. Not that I don't write. It's just that once, once I felt myself, then like my voice just fully figured itself out. And like, I can go from thought to fully formed punchline, like punched up joke without having to go to a pad. That took 10 years, 11 years, which is now I'm just now like able to fully articulate the thoughts and the jokes that I had the day that I started. I knew what I wanted to say the day that I started comedy. I just didn't know how to say it. And it took me 11 years to like, I fully feel like every thought. And now it's, I know for sure because the way I'm talking about my relationships and shit, I always wanted to talk about them this way in the beginning, but I just, I didn't have the voice or the understanding of my stage presence yet. And now it's just, everything's firing on all cylinders, you know? And it's really weird that, like, it feels like a blink, you know? 11 years doesn't really feel like anything. I was talking to a boss on his podcast about this. Um, by the way, if you haven't already, definitely go check out the immigrant section because I, I love a boss and and we just have really good conversations. That is my favorite interview in years, man. Like, I, I you saw it. Mm -hmm. How'd you feel about no, it? No, it was really good. Good interview? Yep. You're not just, like, pulling my chain? No, I like seeing your, you guys have a real, um, like, uh, brothers but also your your but brothers who are in direct competition with each other oh yeah i, I appreciate that you did are still kind of uh hostile with each other a little <laughs> oh bro like no, there's no hostility in a good what way what are you picking in up a, hostility in a, in a loving way in the way that oh yeah like friendly competition type deal that's it fuck like, yeah like two brothers fuck who, yeah who can't stop trying to one-up each other I, and I that like i love having people like that around me to where it's not like a negative thing it's like positive it's like healthy competition it's the reggie to your archie that's beautiful <laughs> um but yeah i was i was explaining on on his thing is like I didn't really feel like I had been in the game that long until just recently when with shows coming back as consistent as they are, like these new comics are coming up to me like, yo, Black Zeus, you're a legend. Like, yo, I heard your name. Yo, oh my God, it's you. Da, da, da. What the fuck? And I'm like, and literally I was like, I was like, huh, I guess, I guess. Yeah. But then also it's not just that I've been in it long enough. It's that I've been in it and I know I've progressed. Because the way these fucking kids are talking to me right now, bro, yeah, like that's, I just, I just need the opportunities to start coming back, bro. Because I know I'm just ready to fucking knock shit out the park. You gotta take that shit and run with it. Now. And and it's about it's about making our own opportunities too. Mm -hmm. So I'm definitely look. I'll talk to you about that after uh, we wrap here, um, because 
we do need to we do need to catch up on that. Yeah, man. Business, business there's some sh- there's some shit in the business. works, ladies and gentlemen. There's some shit in the works. No, I, it, I don't realize until I say it too that I've been doing what I've been doing for almost 15 years now, just in in starting with editing, going into VFX, going into film and TV, and then animation. And look at the jobs that you're getting specifically. It's, it's not like Rinky Dink. Like you're getting like jobs for big bands and big companies. And that's it. And I'm realizing that people actually do trust what I'm what I'm putting down, and that I can actually talk my way like you know someone can say is this bad can you make it better I can mm-hmm. be, yeah i could i can see why that with bad. confidence and i can see that i can make that better and yeah my, my confidence is definitely it's a beautiful feeling up. man it's tricky though it's, it's, it's hard to believe it until people actually tell you like no no this is good like this is good work you know but you do have to find a way to because like there's definitely moments where i allow myself to realize and be in the moment you know i just i just don't think i've i've still like existed mentally as if i was like a fresh new comic as weird as that sounds but for doing it 11 years and i still like even i say 11 years and that's a fucking drop in the bucket like because i'm gonna do this till i die so no i've said before dude this is just the beginning for what for what you're you're building up here correct like it's in, I'm still in my infancy. I'm 11 years old. Like but that's again, a child. It, but it's that time when you start hitting your stride. You start knowing what you like and what you don't. Taking 10 years to figure that out is pretty good. As far as, you know, some people never never figure out what they fucking like. Oh, buddy. Some I, people I, never find their voice. I know that all too well. I'm <laughs> I, I'm trying to help some some people right now with that. You know what I mean? It's and uh, in comedy like that, like you said, it is kind of an older person's game. Uh, the the experience does not hurt you. Uh, and some, One bit. And some of the best comedians that I know came in in their 30s, in their 40s, or came from a different career and realized, like, actually, you know what? I figured out what I want to do, or I found my voice. Some people just find their funny voice doing other shit. Yeah. Right? Like, but, and, like, you're, you're ahead of the game because you've been doing, you've been funny for years now. Love you, bro. Thank you. <laughs> uh, you know who's been funny for years? This motherfucker right here. Mike Epps, shout us to Day Day. Uh, he just he has a new comedy special out today, actually called Indiana Mike. So I'm gonna shout that shit out. It's on Netflix. You obviously know I love Mike Epps, so I'm gonna shout out my faves. I've and, seen uh, Mike Epps in a while. Yeah, new. Yeah, just came out today. So I got a fucking rap here. I got to do an audition, a voiceover audition right after this. I got to eat at some point, um, and then I also need to make a promo for tomorrow. I already have the clip loaded up, so I'll fucking. Just got to put the captions into that. Then I may be able to watch like 30 minutes of this comedy special before I pass out. But other than that, do you have anything you want to wrap up with? No, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, no, I'm, All right, I'm good, man. I've been trying to, to catch up on everything too, but we'll, uh, you know. you've been ca- you're Atlanta and Better Call Saul. You said you, yeah, caught up on, on some shows, caught up on some games I've, I've been meaning to catch up on, and yeah, no, I'm I like that we're on the same page now. Yep. Like, we're both watching Atlanta. What'd you think of the first two episodes of season three? Really good. Really good, man. Yeah, I like I like that he that he doesn't pull punches at all. No, and like... That, and the, it, talk about finding your own voice, right? It, it, it's kind of just doing doing his own thing without really worrying about, like, am I fucking up this for everybody? <laughs> 
I almost feel like him and Jordan Peele worked together on that first episode. 100%. You think you think so? Because well, no, I didn't see Jordan Peele's like name anywhere there, but I was looking. Not Jordan Peele. It had a very um, Black Mirror vibe to it. Mm. In that it was very like I I, I didn't really be of course because she's more tuned. She's like you know this was a thing that really happened, right? Yeah. I was like, uh, really? She's like, and she's like, yeah, it didn't end well. I'm like, oh. so I was able to see the humor in that they were going like yeah. down the darkest possible timeline, and I'm like, okay, well, obviously they're gonna like not get fucked up by white people in the end yeah that's not atlanta atlanta will have some fucking we'll find a fun way out of it still dark as hell still like <laughs> very, the, dark, the darkest episode very yeah but still just, one of the best episodes but that you know like the long shot at the end and just the whole thing he kind of looks over his back at the very end just like like yeah it, it was very very well put together you know him and his brother are really true creatives because it's been four years since the last season of atlanta wow. and it doesn't feel like it at all yeah, it very, just feels like it's just picking up like right in place. It's you know? a very toy show. Toy like a toy. Toy like a toyga. Um but um bum bum but um let's do the theme. Let's do the theme. What was the thing I was singing at the beginning of this episode? Do you remember? It was. It was something. I feel like I was Oh, Razor Ramon. Gotta give a huge rest in peace. I love you forever. Thank you for everything. Scott Hall, Chico, Razor Ramon, fuck, bro. Holland Nash, The Wolf Pack, NWO Red, RIP, Scott Hall, man. You are you are the fucking man. And I forgot to do that last week. Uh I I, I love this dude, man. It really you're you're me, big Me too. Yeah. Like you grew up in big, that era, no? Big loss. Don't you know I'm oozing with machismo? machismo. <laughs> hey, yo. Um, so I think in honor of Scott Hall, let's do a fucking Razor Ramon Henny theme. Hey, yo, it's hand dog. Give me, give me a Razor Ramon something. What's your favorite Razor line? I, don't, I, I totally just said, I don't know. And if it, so. <laughs> the ladies, they love me. <laughs> Yo. And then you gotta do that shit with your hair. You gotta just fucking tuff your your uh mullet. That dude made mullets look good. What I the fuck is that? I don't know how to make a toothpick chew sound. <laughs> oh yeah, you, you just uh yeah, there is no toothpick chew sound. That there you go, but that's that's part of the theme. That's retarded. <laughs> that's gonna be like what is that even gonna be? Um Say goodnight to the bad guy. Damn. Wow. Always Conan, man. Conan never stays standing. He's saying goodnight. Ladies and gentlemen. Um, I guess, yeah. That's it? That's really it. Slaps? We didn't talk about slaps. What do you mean slaps? We did. The, the slap heard around the world. I'm Will Smith slap? Yeah. The Will, Will Smith slap? Will Smith slap? Say that ten times fast. Ten times fast. Will Smith slap. Will Smith slapped you in the face. Fly me to the slab. Let me Will Smith the slab. I just got that shit slapped out of me by Will Smith. Don't make fun of his bald wife because he'll slap the shit out of you. S M I F. Will Smith. <laughs> Wait, Will Smith. Will Smith. Do you know the Will Smith? 
For real? Type in W-O-L-L-S-M-O-T-H on Google right now. You for sure know this meme. You do that and I'll wrap up the show. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Black Zeus, the podcast, season tray, episode 14. I am AKA Black Zeus on all social media. He is, hey, it's Lou, and also 27 Collective. You just want me to forget the Lou shit. Just follow 27 Collective, all right? All the stuff is at the bottom of your screen right now. Also, please hit that subscribe, that like, that comment, that share. It really goes a long way. If you do leave a comment, we will definitely get back to you. Hit us up in the DMs, but make sure you subscribe because we are here every Wednesday for you, baby. Every Wednesday for you on YouTube and uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that good shit. Ladies and gentlemen, pish pish. R.I.P. Scott Hall, Chico, Razor Ramon. Hey yo, it's Hand Dog. The ladies, they love me. Say goodnight to the bad guy. R.I.P. The ladies, they love me. Say goodnight to the bad guy. R.I.P. Podcast season tray episode 14. 